Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Listen and grow as Dell questions the status quo, encourages you to think differently, and empowers you to make a better life. Get ready as Dell challenges core beliefs, seeks the truth, and reveals the roadmap to the lifestyle you really want. And now your host, multi-millionaire, national award-winning investor, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today with me on Tell Del Tuesday uh, is a young couple that I think I first met down in Miami when I was uh, doing a, a talk down there. And uh, they were really a cute couple, uh, very young, and uh, all motivated at that point in their life, uh, <laughs> just very young kids, that they were already tired of working and wanted out and wanted something different. So let's bring them on today and find out what they did. To fix all that, with me today is Isaac and Carolina Martinez. Welcome, guys. So I haven't seen you in a while. You know, I usually see you once a year at the expo and everything, but... Uh, I'm remembering back to the first time I met you, and gosh, you guys looked young. <laughs> I got a bunch of gray hair now, man. Really? How old were you when yeah. I first met you guys? We were, I think I was 32, sweetie, and you were 30, or no, I was 33 and you're oh. 31. Yeah. Yeah. But we yeah. were forever young, you know, we looked so young. Well, you guys did look a lot younger than that, and you were carrying around a whole gigantic wheelbarrow full of baby at the time. <laughs> he was we didn't bring them everywhere we went. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's start at the beginning, guys. Um, you'd been married not very long when I met you when you first got together and had your baby. How did you guys hear about us, and what motivated you to look into us? Excellent. So I um, I started. Uh, we had conversations about wanting to uh, get some uh, some extra income, some long term income. We didn't know the right verbiage at that time, so we we're just saying more more money, right? Or saying we wanted passive, right? We didn't understand what that fully meant at the moment. So we did it. We searched a whole lot of different companies, didn't work. And actually, while I was serving at church, uh, there was a member. His father was a member. And he's like, hey. So I was talking. Yeah, I know real estate works. I really know how it works. And he said. Well, you know, listen to this guy in the radio. And I was like, okay, cool, no problem. I believe you had your podcast on there. And so I said, okay, I started listening to you, Dell. And for the first six months, I was finding ways of why and how you wanted my money. And that was my, <laughs> that was my goal. I was, just, I was like, okay, this guy wants it. How's he going to get it? I'm not going to give it to him. And um, after six months, just through your conversations, how you said it, your tone, the words that you said, the thought process, the mind change, I was like, Wait, maybe he he really has great intentions. Maybe he he he's doing this for for a larger purpose. So I said, hey, go ahead, honey. Can you uh um can you listen to him for um and let me know your thoughts, Dell? It took two weeks, and she said, okay, where do I sign on the dotted line? She's like, okay, where is it? where do we go? And I was like, no, babe, that's not how it works. I still think they're after my money and after our money. So from then on. We went to your two-day. We flew to Houston, and we did the two-day. And um, um, we ended up meeting again in Miami when you guys came after. But we were members uh, by the time you came to Miami. And we did the two-day over there, front row, center. Um, I think at that time you were uh, still teaching a couple classes. 
And we sat there, and I was sat run, front row, pen and paper, early. And I said, I'm going to find a way to prove that he's after my money. That was my first thought process, <laughs> straight up. I was super skeptic, which, um, you know, I know a lot of members come in kind of thinking in that way. And after the two-day, you gave me some of the best advice I've ever had. I was the last person at the two-day, um, and I sat back and I said, hey, Dell, this is what we have. We got X amount of money. Well, do we buy our first home in Miami, or do we rent and, and invest in real estate? So you asked me a few key questions, and you said, don't buy your first home. You only have about 50 grand. Go buy rental real estate. Once you've made enough money on rental real estate, then go buy your first home. And that was countercultural to everything I was ever taught, learned, higher education, family, the whole nine yards. And we took back, we listened, we prayed, and we said, he cares. And if a multimillionaire is living the type of financial freedom we want, we need to listen to that advice. And that's what we did. We bought real estate for five plus years. And about a year and three months ago here in Tulsa, we bought our first primary home, Tulsa. I mean, uh, no. Well, congratulations. It's, it's been you. earned. It's well worth it. Thank you. So that's how, we've, that's how the process worked. Um, that's how we went through it. So let's go back to um, the two-day. Since it was countercultural to everything you thought, what, what, what did you pull out of the two-day? What were the aha moments um, for both of you? Um, as to what made you see the light. You want to start it, honey? Um, so I remember being being there and just listening to everything that you were saying. And the big like eye opener for me was whenever you pulled up an actual um, property that was on the market, and we saw the numbers, and I was just like, "What?" Like. This is that the down payment? Like because we were coming from Miami, where you don't buy properties for that size for that amount, and we we're just like, <laughs> okay. Um, and then so we went back to the hotel and we did our own numbers, and I was like, oh, these are like real examples that he was pulling up. It wasn't like just a let's pretend I'm searching something. Um, but I was like, okay, I think this is actually doable, and just um, you know, like remembering the that you were saying you, you don't have to live where you want to invest but you can you know live anywhere and invest anywhere and so that gave us kind of like the green light like oh okay if we wanted to do this obviously Miami was we didn't have the funds to be able to invest in a property in Miami at the time so we were like hey if we wanted to go ahead and do this maybe we just go ahead and do it in in texas like the numbers work here and that was a big eye-opener for me excellent that's a good one so Del, that was a big one for me as well i actually when you were front row and you pulled up that property i was like there's no way i got on my phone right in front of you i was like this is not real i'm gonna fact check you and <laughs> and i said and i did and i was like well i was wrong and um so that was a big one for me um, the change of mindset the first few hours of the two-day was really important. Um, it yeah. helped change my viewpoint of thinking different, which allowed me then to be in a position to accept the rest of the information that was shared. Um, then the, um, that was the beginning, then as well as the property search, and lastly, depreciation. I did not understand it. I did not know how beneficial it was. And every year we've owned real estate, it has produced 
a larger return for our family. And we were able just to implement that knowledge that you kind of shared. So those three were really big for me. So the, the first one, we ended up choosing Houston, and it was a duplex. So once the deal was sent and I started working with the, the property with the realtor one-on-one, um, he, um, I had reached out to a few different contractors. I said, I like these two. It's like, okay, let's have them pass by. I looked at the pictures and videos that the realtor had sent me. I got the inspection report, and then I got the bid that the GC um, gave, the GC gave me. I got two of them. I chose one of them. And from there, I kind of had a trifecta of information to be able to determine what needs to be done and what doesn't need to be done. From there, we closed on the property. I went and I walked the property with the general contractor, the realtor, and just verify everything that we had already spoken about and walked the property to make sure that we're all on the same page. I flew back. It was a day trip. And then from there, we managed the property remotely. So through pictures and videos and through communication with our GC, I ended up having a, uh, a, my realtor that would pass by and would blue tape the property for me and be able to go ahead and do that for me, send me pictures, and I would pay him a little fee to get that done. And then once the whole property was done, uh, after blue taping, everything was set to go, then I hired my local realtor to go ahead and lease out the property for us. Um, I worked with him closely. We went through the exactly what lifestyle sought through the evaluation uh, through the screening process. We found the tenants, signed the leases, and then from there I was able to set them up on online payment. Um, actually, the first ones we did through a property management company. We started self managing after property number five. So um, this duplex here, let's talk about what kind of positive cash flow did you get out of it. All right. So the the rents were below market, and they were both month to month. So when I got in, I let the uh, I I let the let the the residents know that hey, we're going to be raising rents, and they both said, hey, you know what, I'm going to find somewhere else. I said, okay. So based on the analysis and the comps, we knew that the market the rental rates were lower than what the market was. So from there, they moved out. One moved out the first one. We remodeled it while the second one was actually moving out. He needed a little, little bit longer. And we got that remodel done. Uh, we were able to raise rents about $200. And then we did the same thing for the next one. Um, once that tenant moved out, we were cash flowing a little over, I think it was $800. Um, excuse me, under $700. It was a little over $700 on that property. Wow. That's amazing on the first property. So let's, let's ask uh, some parallel questions here. Uh, what kind of job did you have at the time? What kind of job did she have at the time? And what kind of monies did that compare to? In other words, what I'm trying to get to, was that $700 significant to you as a, an immediate passive income? Because I know when I first started, within I did four deals in a row. It was 220 each, so I had 880 And that 880 to me seemed like a ton of money, man, out of nowhere. It really was. You want to so talk about us, it a little bit, what yeah. your job had, what you had, and then I'll tell them my part. Yeah, so... Um I was an operations manager at um, a local university, um, and that's basically what we did. So for us, I know that our goal was, hey, let's let's go ahead and try to um, like cover as much, like replace as much of my day to day income. Which, how much was it? I don't even remember because I haven't worked in so long. Um, <laughs> and how much was it that I would get paid like a month? 
um, you would be bringing in a little over uh, $3,000 after taxes. Yeah. So that for our first property was a big deal. And it was um, such a great like eye opener. And we were like, okay, like this seems feasible that I can go ahead and because once we closed on that property, that's whenever I found out that I was I was pregnant with our second child. And then I was like, okay, so by the time that I give birth, I'm going to go ahead and be on maternity leave um, after that. So it seems that it's feasible if we keep going at this rate that I could replace my income and I don't have to return back to work after maternity leave. Yes. And that, that meant a lot to you, did it not, Carolina, that wanting to be home with your kids? Absolutely. It was a dream come true. That's, that's definitely something that I wanted um, because it's not the way that I was raised. Um, and my mom was a single mom, so she did what she had to do. Um, and being in a different you know, um, scenario myself, I was like, okay, if this is at all um, a possibility, this I would want nothing more to be able to just spend time with my kids and not just see them, you know, like pick them up from from school, get them fed, get them showered, do homework. And okay, I got to put you back to sleep. Like I wanted to actually enjoy our day to day. Isaac, how about you? It felt it, it said once everything was said and then I said, this model works. This is exactly how we could grow from here. The $700 a month was 20 to 23% of the income she was bringing in on the first deal. And I, we started looking at it because we had on our wall our goals and a certain amount that we wanted to bring in passively. And that number was how much she brought in. We said that's what we need to hit. And that's how we're going to do it, one property at a time. And that first one worked out great. I went through, man, I'll be honest with you, Dale, the first one was really hard emotionally, right? Because I was like, I'm not there. How do I know what's happening? And my wife and I had to walk through what we call emotional surgery. We had to take out the emotions. <laughs> I've never heard that one before, man. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's a term we just kind of put together, Dale, because that's really what it is. I'm, I'm going to pick up the rest of the story in the back end, but that's a good place to stop. We're going to take a little emotional surgery right now. We'll be right back. Isaac, Caroline, and the Del Wamsley Radio Show. to creating the lifestyle you really want. Keep listening. The Del Wamsley Radio Show returns in moments. Lifestyles Unlimited success stories. If you got laid off tomorrow, what would you do? Would you have to be working at McDonald's or wait to try and find another job with the downsizing the economy? Kept on coming to meetings, even with David Fisher online and stuff like that, but still, we just like, we need to make the jump. So we kept praying for time to get this job done to, to be able to find the properties how do we find the properties how do you find the time and god answered our prayers and he got downsized from his corporate job this house was a dog and through the rehab i think we turned it into a little pony you bought the house for seventy three thousand dollars correct and your appraised value actually is a hundred and forty four thousand dollars you put in 45 worth of work so that leaves you a net equity of eleven thousand with a return on capital gain of seventy 
5%. The cash flow is $458 a month for a cash on cash return rate of 35%. Join us this month and learn from people just like you. Check in person and online dates at lucasestudy.com. You're hearing the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more life-changing knowledge? Access our podcast and listen on demand at lifestylesunlimited.com under the radio tab. Now your host, Dell Wamsley. Welcome back to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today on Tell Dell Tuesday is Isaac and Carolina Martinez. Um, out of Tulsa, uh, Oklahoma, formerly out of Miami, Florida, and we were talking about when they first started, when they were in Miami, they had purchased a home in Houston, actually a duplex. And uh, as we were going to break, I had to cut off a story that Isaac was going to tell us about how he and Carolina had to go through emotional surgery. Why don't you explain that operation to us, Isaac? <laughs> Very complicated operation, Del. Um, when, when we started realizing we're not going to actually be there, I started getting emotional, like, oh my gosh, but I need to touch it. I need to feel it. I need to kind of figure out what it is. And one of the things, Phil, when he was mentoring me, I told him my fear. I said, look, this is, I'm going to be so far away. And he said, well, Isaac, um, have you ever owned the property? And he kind of gave me a quick uh, kind of questions. And I was like, yeah, I did in college. I did it really bad. Didn't do a good job. And then I just sold it really fast. And he's like, well, when you went and the construction was there, did you do it? I said, no said, did you know anything about construction? I said, no, I trusted the people I hired. Okay, did you ever just pass by the property to take a look at it? It's like, no, I had my life. I didn't just pass by. He goes, whenever something happened and it broke, did you fix it yourself? I said, no, I called a handyman. They will go out, fix it, and then I just, at that time, I give him a check. It's like, so Isaac, what's the difference? And that was an aha moment that I said, okay, I need to take my emotions and feelings. I really don't know much about this. So I need to put my trust and my emotions and my thoughts and the reality of what it is into the people that are helping me. And then from there, verify and be able to move forward. So we took out the emotions out of it. And that made so much more sense because the numbers and the people and everything else was already aligned. My emotions were what was, trying to, what was stopping us from being able to potentially make the best decision we would ever, ever made financially. Yeah, it was letting go of a false sense of control. That's what it was. Ah, well stated, a false sense of control. That's you my really wife. have no control over a rent property. Once you put a tenant in it, it's basically theirs to use and abuse. Whether they're going to be good or bad is up to whether you picked a good tenant or not. So that's a good term. So let's uh, go down this next um, line of questioning here, guys. And that is young couple. Still a little fearful, but trudging along very well. Got their first property under the belt. Got a lot of good feelings and some aha moments from that, that, hey, it really works. But now you have to try to register how are we going to progress, meaning how much liquid funds do we need to hang on to? How much of what we have can we spend? Where are we going to get the money from? Uh, can we actually qualify for multiple properties? These are the secondary kinds of questions you run into as you get started in this stuff. What what was that fly-in-the-wall conversation like? It was actually really interesting. So the only way we're able to move on a first deal is because I needed to have some savings, right? I'm here thinking I need to prepare for doomsday, and I'm only, you know, 33 with a family. So I'm like, I need to have a little bit of money. So I actually 
I went and had a 401k from a previous employer. I cashed that out, and that's how we got the first deal. And we're like, okay, we have enough to be able to do that. Let's go ahead and use some more of the funds that we have to do it. It, made, it was real at that time for us. And when the first deal worked out exactly the way it is. So now we own a duplex, and um, everything that Lifestyles taught says you can have up to 10 per uh, regulation when it comes to the uh, Fannie Mae. Uh, regulations. I said, okay. So we actually started working with some family members that had some extra cash and we were able to get some financing and be able to borrow money from them to be able to start doing this, right? It was a proof of the pudding that what we're doing is working. So let's go ahead. And they were showing and they were open. So we started actually using some uh, family funds to be able to start growing and developing. We had some equity as we had some cash that we had to put into some of these deals, but it was uh, it was family lending that we were able to go ahead and start de- uh, developing a little bit more. So it was conversations not only about us, but we really needed to share and speak to what we've been able to do to be able to then explain it to them so that we could actually move forward and get some of the funding and financing that we needed to. It says here that you did three duplexes, one fourplex, 11 single-family rental houses. Uh, what does that add all up to? Um what is that? Should be around units? 21 doors. Yeah, okay. we sold a few of those, though, but it should be right about 21 doors if okay. we would have held down to everything. So you did 21 doors. You've made it. You're now one of the other kind of people. You're no longer the employee junkie that has to work for the rest of their life for the man, but now you have control over your life. And do you remember getting that feeling and how many deals in before you got that feeling? I do remember a moment like that because we were just kept on buying as I had a job. I think it was probably property number eight or nine. And that's when um, uh, Lynn and I had a conversation that about being a mentor. You had a tremendous amount of experience at what we were asking you to do, which was to consult on uh, the national basis for long distance investing, which is what you had cut your teeth on. And that's why you were the perfect fit for that particular spot. So as we move on here, I want to get to a couple of things that most people will never get to feel. How does it feel to know that you're helping other people and to hear their stories? Because when people speak to you, when you're a mentor, they tell you their life stories and they tell you, you know, how much you've changed their lives once you get them through a project. Uh, they feel all that same gratitude you did. What What is it like to have that gratitude pointed towards you? Man, I uh, it takes me back to the way that I felt when I first started. I never wanted to lose that feeling of, oh, my gosh, I don't know what to do. I'm lost. And then there's a hand and there's people in this community that are helping me forward. So I personally feel every day fulfilled in a way that – any other job really couldn't fulfill me. Be able to give back and help others and show them the right way and advise them and give them sometimes unconventional wisdom, right? That's what you gave us, and that's what you keep teaching. So we get to do that and sometimes see the aha moments in their eyes or in their voice, uh, being able to feel the gratitude that I get to be part of an organization that every day not only I'm helping those people but their kids and those kids' future as well. So for me, it's uh, gratitude, fulfillment. It also gives me peace knowing that we made the right decision as a family seven years ago. And within that short period of time, 
we have now the ability to turn around and give that, whether it's through a conversation, whether it's through looking at inspection reports and giving them peace to make a right decision, whether stopping them from making the wrong decision, right? It's also both ways. It's advising in a healthy way to be able to have other people's dreams fulfilled the way that ours was. When you first took the job, you said, you know, that you weren't you weren't sure you were qualified or not. But at the same token, I've, I've come to know you that you're, you're a pretty religious family. Uh, you, you know, you look for direction in life. And would you say that this is probably closer to what you should be doing with your life uh, as opposed to the job that you had before, that this is your calling maybe? That's such a great question, Dell. Um, the joy and the, that filled my heart when they were talking about the potential opportunity was a feeling I hadn't felt before. My job was a great job. I got to help people there, but not the way that I get to do it here. I do believe this is a large part of our calling, and everything we went to was to get us to this point where we are right now. So I do believe that. Um, it it uh, gives us opportunities to be able to um, for us internally to have a conversation with my wife. Hey, babe, um, today this member had this, and it was just they were going through this hard moment, and through just listening to them and be able to advise them properly, they now feel peace moving forward, and within a month or two, getting a call back on how excited they were about the deal, right, and how happy they are and what that means for their family. And that definitely has become, I believe, in any way that we were called at this time to be here. So, yes, I do believe that, um, Del. So, Isaac, your first mentorees were actually your family. You mentored the people to get into the deals that you were doing. But I believe you had them go even further than that, had they not? They have. So once we started talking to family members about deals, my parents had done real estate before, um, but not that way. They used to buy condos, and then from there, um, they would go ahead and, yes, condo is Satan, absolutely. So they had condos. They would go ahead and... From there, they would um, um, sell it, make a little cash flow that much. They just weren't doing it the right way. So we got to sit down with them and just opening up our books like other members did for us. We did it to my family. And my parents started seeing what their investments and the returns and calculating it differently. And that then led them to sell all their condos except for one. And they bought 11 single family and they're in eight passive deals. So my parents went from not being in lifestyles and doing it a certain way that they joined lifestyles, became passives, and had extra cash to be able to buy 11 single families. So the returns on just the money that they had is exponentially grouped. So for us to be able to turn around and help out the, um, our parents, you know, the, the age that's behind us and helped us to turn around and help them, that meant even more. My mom and I either, when she calls me, is either tell me how I'm doing or ask me about a renter, right? Those are my questions with my mom, you know, and calls me, how are the kids? They're great. Hey, great. By the way, this and this happened. What are you think? And so it's such a cool atmosphere that we get to involve so many of our close family members. We've had friends join as well. So it's been not just in our inner circle, but outside our inner circle to be able to be a blessing. Carolina. Yes. Children, how old are they now? Um, our son is 12, and our daughter is 5. So what's the funniest thing that they've ever done to show you that they know what you guys are doing, to recognize what you do? 
we were just talking about this, um, and it was our son maybe two years ago. I think he was tech because we were still in Miami. And um, during the pandemic, um, I felt like the Lord was telling me to homeschool him. So I pulled him out and I homeschooled him for a year. And him being in the day-to-day, so it was all four of us you know, day to day. And then Isaac had been mentoring at that time already. So he's hearing the conversations. He's hearing how his dad is mentoring everybody. And, you know, he's very open. And um, and then so a, a few months later, my son is speaking to a family member and um, the family member is telling him how he has to work like two or three jobs and he's so tired and like, oh, I'm so sorry that I haven't been able to call and, and like things like that, you know. Um, and then he's like, I think you're working too much. I think you need to invest in real estate. You should join my files. <laughs> And that's got to end with that one, guys. Thanks for coming on today. Appreciate it. Look forward to seeing you at the Expo. And the rest of you out there, remember this. It's not the money. It's the lifestyle. Have a wonderful day. Listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more of Dell's unconventional wisdom? Go to lifestylesunlimited.com and click the radio tab. Listen to past shows, hear podcasts on demand, and find out how you can change your life today. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show is part of the Lifestyles Unlimited Radio Network. The information and opinions you hear on the Dell Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Dell Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Dell Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Dell Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.